It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. I'm joined by the full complement uh, of the team, Rob Smack from Disneyland, where he spent all his money and looked at everything, right? everything Disney. So we're going to quiz you on that with you, Rob. And uh, giving Tony a bit of a break from his uh, third down back role and, you know, the workhorse Three role. down back, not yeah. third down back. Man, no, just the third down back for you. And I was Scat back, yeah. That's a big <laughs> difference. Scat back. Yeah, I was Three down Tony. or third down. Yeah. Testing Tony right. and, you, and you passed. Uh, workhorse role, you had to take on a lot of stuff doing those fancy takeaways the other day. So obviously called Rob back in and uh, and uh, he's forgiven us for some of the um, Steelers takes that were on that podcast. Have you heard those yet, Rob? It a bit of it, yeah. A lot of lot of Mickey Mouse takes from our uh, <laughs> my co-host. Why the Steelers? I knew about that one. Why all Steelers? I, I Pickens, Pickens in Dynasty for sure, but um, I'm not sure them. about redraft. But yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you cut the holiday short and uh, got all the family back on the, the Eurostar and got them back over you, so you could uh, save the podcast, as you call it. Um, but yeah, starts and sits today. Before we get into that, the Eagles rolled on eight and zero now. Beating like the uh, Texans last night. Let's have some fancy takeaways from that. Um, Tony, you love Jalen Hurts as good as you I do, yeah. And he was he was great, but it, it was uh, dicey halfway through the the game. But yeah, yeah, I do. You know, I'm a big fan of his of coming from early days last year, and I think he delivers a fancy no matter what what's going on. So he, in a game where they, they were 14 point favorites, you would never sit in him. You just knew he would come through for you. And, he, you know, I was looking at his scores. Um, I've got him in a couple of places this year. Um, and he's like 20, 20 points minimum, really. He's always in that range between 20 and 29. Um, he hasn't had the blow-up game this year uh, like he did last year yet. But his floor is so safe. And um, we saw what happens. He didn't run as much this year, this week. We said that last week as well, actually. So there might be a trend here going on, which might hurt him. Because... We sat here last week, didn't we, Matt, looking at the games and he threw for four touchdowns, obviously AJ Brown caught three. But you know, you know, he usually has a safe floor with his running. He didn't feel like he, he ran as well again last night. So is that something that the Legals are limiting? Don't know. Probably gonna keep an eye on that going forward. Yeah, nice. Rob, what what were your takeaways from this one? Yeah, just on the hurt. So um yeah, I think it wasn't a great week for him. I mean, 18 to 20 points is a floor. It's a good floor. I think he has had a couple of big games. I think back in week two, he had uh, like 33 points. But yeah, I agree with Tony on the on the rushing. I noticed that it's, they've sort of, I don't know if it's, if it's definitely, because they're 8-0, I think they're planning their maybe playoffs. They don't want to hurt him by the but from what I can see. If they don't have to, if you don't have to run him, then... Um, then obviously that 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 saves any injury. So yeah, something to keep an eye on, and that could hinder his his uh, ceiling. But you know, like Tony said, he's it's a safe floor. Um, I was disappointed that they rushed to him because I've got him in our main league. They rushed to as as opposed to him throwing, and that happens quite a lot with Hurts. I mean, that's the difference between him and Mahomes. When people say like in you know when they're talking about dynasty, who's who's you know who's, who's going to be better yeah. long term? I think with Mahomes, it's it's very rare. That he doesn't try and throw it in the end zone as opposed to just running it in all the time. So, so yeah, overall, it was a good game, wasn't it? It was a bit, not like a training session, but it was like really smooth. It wasn't much, there wasn't many flags. It was quite, I mean, I watched a 40 minute and I just felt like it was just a nice, enjoyable game. You know, it was nothing, yeah. it wasn't spectacular in any the way. Only, the, the one thing I would say is it, it was never in doubt, even when it was 14 7, 
you know, it was 14 all at the half time and they missed the kick to go in. I think the Eagles, you just knew the Eagles would win the game the whole way through that game. Even when Mills was moving up and down, I just felt like, you know, Eagles can go up a gear and they did second, second half, I thought. Um, yeah. The defense for the Eagles, I'm not, I'm not too sure about them, to be honest. I think they're going to be four. I think they might fall off this back end of the season. Um, obviously, it's been a very strong defense. I had them for most of the year. Um, but, you know, you bank it on more than those points. They were very lucky to get the last minute interception. Otherwise, it was like five or six points, probably. And, you know, it, they did feel like the Texans, without their weapons, moved the ball quite easy on them. Pierce short had 139. Yeah, short, short week away, sometimes. maybe. But, but even Pickens, uh, Pickett last week was on the goal. Like, it was in the red zone a lot. They scored 13 points and they were, you know, tumbling through. He could have kicked four times and got another t- 10 points easy. He was just going, he was going for it on fourth down. I, I think uh, the Eagles, I'd like to see him go, you know, 16-0, 17-0, I think their defence is going to let them down. Um, I think Dam- what I saw last night. I think Damien Pierce is looking really strong, really good. Oh, he's such a hard runner in the. I, I think the danger yeah. is though he's the sort of runner. He's quite small that he could end up getting injured pretty soon. But while you've got him, you've got to run him. He's he's looking tremendous um, in the run game. Yeah, another name you guys have thrown out. Got a he looked. Uh, you know, nine tags last night in reception. Thoughts on him? Is he is he locked in now? Uh, I have the so. likes of Kittle. Credit for right. Dido on this one. Yeah, I think yeah. he's been saying it for a few weeks that he's going to have his big blow-up game. He's probably got a. He's probably going to have a bigger one than this. But this was this pretty. This was a pretty big game. So, so yeah, yeah. he's looking good. But um, yeah, not not the top two though. I think um, he's still got that. It seems to me like it's either two of the three produce most weeks. So it's either going to be you know the two receivers together, or one or one on one of them with t- with the tight end. So, um, a bit different to Kelsey and Andrews where they're. they're the primary receivers. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Okay, perfect. All right, let's move into stats and sits then. So, um, Tony, will come to you first at the quarterback position. Um, and you've got Heineke. Yeah. Um, well, Heineke, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I've, I was quite strong on him a couple of weeks ago. As soon as Wentz went down, I was very adamant that he was not going to lose the starting gig. Um, and the last week's game, we talked about that McLaurin catch down in the red zone last week. It was one of uh, it's probably one of the best plays I've seen McLaurin make, um, and it did save his 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 game really. Heineke's because before that, and then he rushed it in obviously. So he got he got about eight points in the last thirty seconds to get of that game. Otherwise, it would have been a poor game against the Colts. Um, but I think um, they trust him. They started to win. They've now won against Green Bay at home and the Colts away. That's two really good games where Washington probably wouldn't have a chance with Wentz, if I'm honest. Um, although Green Bay look, you know, bad. Um, Heineke's come in. They've won two games. They're on They're on a roll. And now they've got Minnesota home, which I love. I kind of, I think that's a shootout, if I'm honest, um, because they throw the ball so much. Robbins, um, Minnesota's defense is, is, is getting better, the other thing to say, against the run. So I think they won't have success with Brian Robinson. And I think they'll have to throw to stay up with them. Um, Cousins and Jefferson and the like. So yeah, I like this uh, game. Pineke comes through for a quarterback stream if you if you got him. Perfect. And you play him over the likes of Carr and Goff. Definitely over Carr. Uh, Goff is home again. Goff is probably a tough one because he's home and he always performs at home no matter what what defense is against him. He's losing a bit of weapons, obviously with Hawkinson. Swift looks fifty fifty. So probably Heineke. Yeah. Okay. 
Perfect. Moving on then to uh, to someone who's starting to uh, to turn it around and add another weapon added to the offense. Um, Justin Fields for you, Rob. What about this? Yeah. So I think I, I mean, I mentioned this back in the early early weeks that he's a player that you wanted to keep an eye on um, in your redrafts and just to sort of maybe pick up later in the season where you could see him progressing. It's, it's been a steady progression. I think um, it's now getting to the stage where he's not throwing away, he's not throwing interceptions anymore. They're letting him run a little bit more than, than he had been. His passing's not bad. You know, he, he doesn't mind going directly down the field. But I also mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think when we did the review, that I think they've got the run game um, to a good, good place now where it's similar to the Eagles where you don't know who's going to go you know whether he's going to hand it off to the running back or he's going to run off and then that opens the plays then for the for the day in the field so he's got a safe safe floor rushing I think if you just look at the last three weeks he's had you know 88 82 and 60 that's a really good um cushion to have for any quarterback in redraft um And obviously, you know, the points have steadily increased from 1820 to 26. They're home to Miami. Miami throw the ball all over the place. So this could be a bit of a shootout. Um, and even if it's not a shootout, you know, and Miami, you know, blow them away early doors, it's Fields is going to be looking to scramble. He's going to be looking to pass. So I think at the moment, he's probably matchup proof going forwards, unless he gets a really, really tough matchup. But I think going forward, yeah, he's he's a he's an every week starter until Otherwise, I think in the second year run at quarterbacks, he's now looking like the favourite to finish the year the strongest. So, yeah, good start for him this week. Yeah, I agree about match match approved. I mean, last week was Dallas away. Um, That's pretty as hard as he gets. And he came through with 26 points. And the New England before that. And, uh, you know, Belichick always schemes up against. That was the game. That was the game I watched. And that was the Island game, wasn't it? It was a night game. So everybody was watching him. And I picked him up straight away after that game, even though it was Dallas away, people were off him. But he looked amazing in that game against New England. Who does that away to New, New England? You know, not many. So that was the game for me where things changed for Fields. Nice, all right. A lot of Fields love. Um, let's move on to someone we're not uh, feeling so confident about. Um, Tony Dalton, as you said. Yeah, he's, he's had a couple of really good weeks, um, Andy Dalton. And it looks like he separated himself from you know, the controversy, uh, not, not really controversy, but who's starting him or when, uh, Winston? It looks like it's going to be Dalton. Two really good weeks, as in like in the 20s, and he's home, and it's against Baltimore. You might think this is a good place to start him. I'm just going to pump the brakes a little bit on him because I think Baltimore's defense is legit, what I saw last week. They were all over Brady. You know, Brady scored 10 points in the last quarter. Otherwise, it could have been 26, 13, I think, or something like that. And that was Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I think that Baltimore's defense is, is for real. So um, without Michael Thomas and Landry looked like he'd be limited at best, you know, Adam Trackman's not going to change, move the needle each way. It's going to be Kamara and, and Olave. And I don't think that's enough to, to scare Baltimore. So uh, sit Dalton if you can. Yeah. Um, Rob, Matthew Stafford, for you. Yeah, so it's a tough matchup um, in Tampa Bay. You know, the Bucks are struggling. The char- uh, the, char- the Rams are struggling offensively. I think Cooper Cup came off at the very last play with an ankle soreness. I think they said he's, he's looking okay, but you can never trust these, um, these ankle injuries. So it's his main weapon. So without him, or if, if he's even limited in any capacity, then it's just going to put more pressure on Stafford. He hasn't been good this year. I think, you know, there's lots of, 
things that we could say that why that is, but he's only thrown, you know, he's, he's only from one touchdown per game in the last like six games. So, um, and the yardage has been very low. I think, I think is probably his, one of his better games last week and he only had 17 points. So it's a tough matchup. You know, people could say that this could be a, you know, a shootout sort of, sort of a match, but I'm not so sure. Um, I just don't think I just don't think the offense is all there. You know, there's talk of McVay retiring and all the rest of it. So, I think they're a little just a bit of a shambles mess. And until I see until I see otherwise, I think um, Stafford is it's got to be a sit for me. All right, let's move on to the running back position. Then we'll stay with you, Rob. You're, and you're staying with the Bears in terms of your stats. Khalil Herbert, running back. Yeah, so Khalil Herbert, I think. Um, might be a surprise to some obviously you know Montgomery's still there still having his his usage but I think it's clear to see now that Herbert is the better is the better running back at the moment um not always the case I used to think you know Montgomery when he was healthy was a really strong runner but Herbert just seems to be you know able to break more tackles get more yardage um it's still a committee so um you know you've got to temper expectations as a start of the week but I, I still think you know, when I mentioned with Fields, they seem to have a good connection there where they, that you know, the defensive line don't know whether they're going to run the ball with him, you know, the running back or the, or the quarterback. So, so, you know, he's had two strong weeks in the last two, you know, 15, 16 points. He's rushed, you know, for uh, just under 100 last week and, and 62 the week before. I, you can see, you know, with Miami, if it's a shootout, um, you know, they're still going to use the run game. He's they're going to go with a hot hand, as the coaches have said. So if Herbert continues his his running ability, then there's no reason why he can't score double digit fantasy points. So for me, he's a he's a start. And you start him over Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon. Dillon, yeah, I, I think I would. Dylan Dylan's got a good matchup. I think they got the Lions this week. Um, I don't know if it's home or away. I think it's in is it in Lambo? I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top it of my head. It is in Detroit. Detroit. Okay, so it's indoors. So, so yeah, I, I still think they're gonna. They probably lean on, um, lean on the run game and lean on Jones. But yeah, I probably still go Herbert just over the over over Dylan. I wouldn't either. Gibson. Did you say Gibson? Yeah, Gibson. yeah. Uh, Herbert must, over must, Gibson. Must start if McKissick is out. Easy, that one. I've been trying to get Gibson in every single league for this week. Go, because yes. I think McKissick's going to sit. But go on. He's not involved much anyhow, is he? Let's be honest. Oh, I mean, yeah, forget, he's he's still getting it. the third down. Gibson's no. third down work, but yeah. I love Gibson this week. I think in that shootout I just said with Heineke, I can see McKissick's key because he, he does take. He just swallows up all the, you know, third down and takes Gibson off the field. But if it's Gibson and Robinson and they can run on Minnesota, I, and it's a shootout, I really like Gibson. Um, I'm trying to trade for him. FYI. Think it's going to get done. There we go. We've got one thing to, uh, to have a bit of a bit of banter in the WhatsApp group about. Um, moving on to your start, then Jamal Williams. Tony. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Uh, wondering why I said that. Were they playing Green Bay at home? We talked about that game already. I think they will get points and they'll be in the red zone, which is why I got Jamal Williams. I think he falls in because I think Swift. They won't put him in the goal line if he's fifty-fifty with his shoulder or ankle. You know, they talked about him getting too much work last week. I think Jamal is safe against Green Bay Packers. They can't throw on the Packers. Um, well, they will because Goff will produce, get his numbers at home. So I, I think the only fear for this is obviously if Rodgers turns up 
um, which Beth might talk about in a bit anyway, you know, and they get a lead and then all of a sudden Greg Reynolds is on the field, another sleeper this week if, if they get behind. Um, but I think they'll be in the red zone enough for Jamal Williams to have a good shot at a touchdown, let's just say like that. So he's a start. All right, nice. Let's put um, took some names of you. Starting him ahead of Michael Carter. Yeah. Easy. What about Raheem Mostert? Yeah, I I think I think Jeff Wilson's coming into play straight away. I had a look at Wilson's uh, training this week. He's played all three. They got him in late Tuesday, and he actually attended training Wednesday, Thursday, and now Friday. So I think Wilson's going to get, you know, the old San Francisco way of not giving Mostert too many touches before he breaks his leg. Which, by the way, last week, if you watched Mostert, he went off hobbling couple of times so uh yeah to go back to your question i'd still probably take most of it this week but wilson is very close to being a 50 50 time chair there so this could be the last week if you're lucky all right nice good uh words of caution as always um let's let's continue words of caution ceh well yeah so with this one i think i think the wheels have just come off now the clyde edwards um you know he had a strong start to the season I think a lot of people have already said, you know, it's it's fool's gold, um, but it did continue for like four four weeks of the season. But if you go over his last three games um, and they've had the bye, you know, he hasn't got over 10 points. Um, they're always fresh. You know, Andy Reid's always got fresh ideas off, off the bye. They obviously brought in Kadiris Tony, and I'm sure they'll try and use him in some gimmick, gimmicky, gimmicky moves. Um, and that might just, you know, uh, stop them throwing the Clyde. Um, it's more of a timeshare. Pacheco starting to, to eat into it. So is uh, McKinnon. So yeah. So I, I think um, the Titans are also a decent. You know they're, they're starting to, to, to get some momentum as well. And and they've you know in the past have always been a strong offense, a strong defense. And um, and you know Vrabel is a, is a good coach. So so yeah, I, I would sit sit Ceh even though they're home in in um, in Arrowhead. I would um, I would look elsewhere. Okay. Nice. Um... Tony, back to you then. I, obviously, I didn't read on far enough because you've called out Michael Carter. He was a sit. So uh, talk to us about that. Yeah. Well, I just I don't like the game against Buffalo, but I, I do actually think he's still going to be the DRB to start there if you look at Robinson Carter. Um, he's not a bad buy after this week, I would say, if you can get him. Um, but I, I don't see uh, him having much success against Buffalo. Um, so I do see them, you know, controlling the ball, Buffalo completely. Wilson's going to throw a couple of interceptions. They'll be the highest scoring defense on the week by a mile, Buffalo, which probably means Carter is going to only get his points through the check down in the passing game. It might be enough, but, you know, there's, I don't see there's enough uh, touchdown potential for a blow-up game there. So I'll be looking elsewhere at running back by a car. All right, nice. Let's move on to wide receiver then. So Tony, you first, MVS. Yeah, I'm a bit upset that I am guy on yes anymore because I had him and he threw up a goose egg. <laughs> so I threw him back on the wire. But this is the game he's going to go nuts on. Um, home against ten- Tennessee, I think. Uh, and, you know, Tennessee is the worst defense against the pass on the outside, especially. So I think they're a little bit better inside, but uh, MVS stays outside. Tony and People won't start MVS because Kadir's Tony is there now and Juju is getting his points. And Hardman got three touchdowns. And Kelsey's going to get his. But MVS only needs a couple of bombs and he's scoring. 
Um, if, you, if you've got MBS, this is the week to play him. It's as simple as that. So otherwise, you might as well go back on the wire. You get him for a game like this against Tennessee at home, um, and they're going to work Tony in slowly. So it's now or never for MVS. Could be never. Could be never. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about uh, Romeo Dubs or Dubs, Rob. Yeah, so this one this one's dependent on whether Christian Watson plays um, and Alan is Lazard. It a, is it? Well, uh, well, one of those two. I mean, yeah, maybe not so much um, Watson, but definitely Lazard. I don't know where, what his time scale is if he's going to play this week. But obviously, he's back in the good books after last week. He had, you know, he had a good game. He caught a lovely touchdown um, and scored fourteen points. You know, eighty-two percent of the of the snap share. So. Rogers has got no weapons. You know, they, you can watch them against Buffalo. They tried to implement just running the ball, and they did it well. So that I would probably assume they're going to try and do that against the Lions, who have got a terrible defense across the board. But they do score points. So if this get again, this could be another shootout in the dome, um, and with no weapons, it's it's as again, it's fantasy football can be easy sometimes. If he got you know, if he's the only wide receiver in town. And Rogers is an MVP. You know he's going to look his way. He had seven targets. You could probably see seven to eight targets again, um, and he could end up in the end zone. So, yeah, I'd probably say he's a strong start this week. Even though I'm not a big fan um, of him, I think you just got to look at who else are they going to throw to. Um, I think Tonya got a little bit of looks last week as well, but you know, as a, as a primary receiver, um, he's probably the best they've got at the moment. Yeah, um, they got to guess. They got to have something. Let's go to um, you then, Tony, on a wide receiver sit. Another Bears mention on the wrong side this time, Mooney. Yeah, um, I think he gets the outside. So I think um, David Howard uh, follows Mooney around this week, and I, they haven't been throwing him at all. So anyone who plays the Miami Dolphins, they, they really don't attack whoever number 25 is. Um, Howard is across from. And the other, the others produce is as simple as that. I, I was on uh, Collinsworth and Al Michaels game recently, and they just showed how good he was at shadowing someone. Um, and they're not going to shadow anyone else on that team. The only thing with Moody is he does come inside a little bit, and and Howard stays on the outside. So you know, but then how many times is Fields going to throw the ball? Twenty-one still. You know, we talk about Fields getting his points, but most of that's through running and, and getting in the end zone when he's down in in, in the in the red zone. Roberto's already talked about Herbert as a start. Monty's a start as well, let's be honest. So there's two two starters there. So that's three starters. And there's going to be at least 150 yards of rushing between those those guys. Not there's not there's not enough volume here. All we need now is Claypool to come in and Komet's been on the field. That's tell you call Komet has been on the field 90% of snaps every week. And he's getting targets now all of a sudden. And he scored his first touchdown last week. So it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me now if uh, he gets in on the action. It just means there's not enough um, not enough food to go around the whole team, unfortunately. Um, so Mooney, even though at home to Miami, feels like a shootout. I don't know if you can play him with confidence. like that. I'd rather play MBS, for example, for very two similar players. You'd rather targets from uh, Mahomes in a shootout. Well, in a high-scoring high home implied total at home to Tennessee versus Mooney in a potential shootout. Nice, well summed up. Um, Rob, on to you. I mean, you're playing fast and loose with these rules of stats and sits, which forcing two into the uh, into the column here. 
Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll go with um, I'll go with Rondo Moore. I, I, I will put a mention out uh, probably maybe in the uh, the additionals for the other one, but um, you know the bonus bonus bonus. No spoilers then. No spoilers. No spoilers then. So so Rondell Rondell Moore. I think pe- people might go on the um the bandwagon of you know his 20, 20 odd point game last week. If you actually watch the game, um, even though he had eight targets, I think it was only one big play. That sort of got him, um, got him a touchdown and got him, got him those yards to nearly a hundred yards. It is the DeAndre Hopkins show in Arizona that isn't going to change. Um, and I think if you look at Seattle, uh, I think I think Tony might have even mentioned this last week or on one of your pods that he, you know that he's um, the Seattle defense is looking strong. I think people are you know looking at it as an easy matchup. It's not. They're they're um they're certainly getting their weapons together um defensively. So so yeah, I think uh, I just wouldn't be confident. He, he's sort of very erratic as wide receivers are, but he's only really had this big blow up game. Uh, I think week five against the Eagles, he had eight. You know the tar- the targets have been there, but I I just I, I think this could be a run game. And also you have got to remember that probably James Connor is likely to play this week. Um. You know, he might not get all the work, but he'll share with Eno, and you know they might try and run the, run the ball because Seattle will, will will try and run the ball as well with Walker. Um, so yeah, so Rondell Moore for me. Don't you know? I wouldn't buy into the production from last week, and I would probably try and look elsewhere. Hey, nice words of warning. Um, tight end then Engram got a touchdown last week. Tony. Yeah, I think he's in the good books with Lawrence. I think he's. Um... Very much looking for him when things break down. Uh, not really getting much out of Zay Jones or Marvin Jones or Kirk anymore. Um, and that's because Engram stepped up, really. You saw in London that lovely touchdown uh, against a good Denver defense as well. Um, this is against a defense where, you know, points should be scored, let's be honest. Um, probably for both teams, really. Um, so yeah, I'd be looking uh, to to stream Engram where where I can. Maybe you know, looking at our leagues in Dynasty, he he could be thrown as a in as a t- second tight end in, in the bye weeks where you've got six bye weeks or whatever, and you need um, a bit of depth or another flex. Engram can be that guy for you this week. Okay, spot on. Um, Gerald Everett then for you, well. Yeah, and I agree with Andonio with this one as well for Everett. I think with the bye with the bye week, I think Everett is a strong play and could be used as a flex. I think at the moment Keenan Allen is tre- is trending not to play. He's missing a lot of practices, and if he does play, I wouldn't really trust him. I think um, Andonio's mentioned Josh Palmer. I'm not a big fan of his. Um, obviously, Mike Williams is out. They have to throw it to someone, and Gerald Everett has seemed to be you know Herb, one of Herbert's favourite weapons. He's had strong targets. Um, especially in the last two games, nine and seven. He's had, you know, big games before that. He's had 10 targets. So he's going to be utilised a lot. Um, It's not probably projected to be a massive shootout against the um, Falcons. Falcons, But um, you could see Herbert, you know, just go into... Sorry? Yeah, the Falcons, yeah. yeah. So you could see them go into Everett a lot even with Palmer on the, on the field. So I think as far as tight ends go, he's probably a top five player this week for me. Um, so yeah, starting with confidence. Brilliant. Um, yeah, that's a lot of confidence. Uh, let's talk about Dawson Knox then, Tony. Oh, well, I don't like the addition of Hines really for Knox. Um, and 
I think Heinz gets on the field. All these people have got traded on Tuesday. I think they're going to play. You know, we talked about Hawkinson. He's a necessity now that Irv Smith's out. Um, we talked about Jeff Wilson already with a familiarity with that uh, system down in Miami. I think um, Heinz will get on the field this week. Um, been checking his, again, practice reports. It looks like he's got two in with uh, Josh Allen. Um, and, yeah takes away another he only had three targets anyway last week one of them was in the end zone block so if you're looking at that and thinking it's gonna happen again you know Diggs has got to eat um Gabe Davis is due a touchdown or a big week at some point soon ish I'd say now we've got Naheem Hines coming in there who's just going to gobble up all those short yardage receptions um you also got Isaiah McKenzie I think McKenzie's hurt by Hines Hines probably hurts you know a few players Knox Crowder, obviously, if he was there. McKenzie, definitely. And let's be honest, Singletary's catches are going to go down as well. So, um, and James Cook, I don't think he should be dropped. I've seen J- James Cook dropped in a couple of leagues. I don't think he's been picked up. Uh, you know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be dropped just because of Hines because he's a second round pick who's looked impressive. This is when the second round picks come, come out the second half of the season. They're obviously not very happy with Singletary, although he's produced every time he in there and you know James Cook should not be dropped in any format I would say uh, just because of the addition of Heinz so um, you know it's Heinz for a fifth round pick or James Cook for a second they're going to give it they're going to give the shot to James Cook as well anyway all this leads to Dawson Knox not enough uh, not enough balls to go around I'm afraid yeah fair enough um, moving on to, to a bit of a roller coaster started well dipped off came back Tyler Conklin Rob, sit him. Yeah, well, just, you know, I think uh, Daniel's already mentioned uh, Buffalo's a tough matchup. At home, they're, they're phenomenal. So you can see Zach Wilson just having a torrid time, pressured all the time, um, you know, and if he doesn't, if he's as accurate as he has been, then there's going to be lots of interceptions. So Conklin, you know, we had a, a super game last week against New England. Um I don't think they're going to be the run on the Bills. They may have to throw, but I just, I just worry that it's just going to be a complete and utter blowout this one. And I think this is going to bring the Jets back down to earth, in, you know, with their record being so good early on. Um, they'll, you'll try and go to him because obviously you won't have time in the pocket. So Conklin might be an out route, but it, you know, it's you're looking at a few points at best for Conklin. So if you've there's plenty of tight ends on the wire. There's probably plenty of better matchups than you want to risk going to Buffalo and trying to ask for him to get double digits points. So Tyler Conklin would be a sit for me. Strong one as well. Oh. Disagree? Can I say I don't I disagree on this one, yeah. I you disagreed on disagree. your last one as you, well. You, <laughs> I disagreed, <laughs> I disagreed on James Cook about Singletary not running the ball well. Oh, I think James he's Cook fantastic. He's not a start. He's not a start. No. But um Okay. But Conklin, James Cook yeah. cannot yeah. So hang on, which one do you disagree with? I, 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 yeah, well, we, do, we, we, we can't disagree. No, I, I disagree that I think um, Hines is not going to take work. I think they, they didn't bring him in because they're just not confident in Cook. I think it's, you know, it's like, not a red shirt rest of the season, but it's, it's, he's not going to be involved as much as you, you're thinking. I, I think, you know, in my opinion, I think it's going to be um, Hines, uh, especially when they get close to the playoffs, is going to be Singletary early downs and, and Hines in the passing role. And I think that won't change unless one of them gets injured. And I think Cook will only be used sparingly when they're completely blowing out teams. Maybe like when they blow out the Jets, that he might have a couple of go, you know, a couple of plays. But I think it's more of um, safety for the playoffs 
getting Heinz to use him because okay. that Moss yeah. is the dumpster, isn't he? Yeah, and it could be also they're not getting enough out of Mackenzie and Crowder from the slot. So Heinz can play in. We know we know he's good around that area as well. Um, he's safe, isn't he? He's, he's, he's I don't, very good uh, yeah, in space. But I just don't understand how they spent the second round on, on James Cook. We're only in week nine, so he's only halfway through. And they spent a fifth rounder on Heinz. That's a massive draft capital difference there. Um, they also tried Chris, to be McKissick, didn't they? And, and they did in so the offseason. Yeah, so you've got to think of that as well. So obviously they already made the draft pick and then they still went in after McKissick, didn't they? What was that before? Yeah. I think it was well, after. I've seen enough from Cook as an early time runner. I don't know, you know, Singletary's been good, but there's no, there's nothing to say here that they don't switch away from him because he's not, he's not there next year. He's definitely not there. They're not going to give him another contract next year. So that could be something to watch. Um, yeah, Conklin, I think he's going to get low. So I've kept an eye on the Buffalo injuries. They've missed. So uh, Jordan Poyer is out. He's big safety. It's obviously, safety's a big cover in the tight end. There's another player in the. Is it Matt Milano? I think it is. Yeah. Um, his injury status is very big for the tight end as well. So that's two in the middle. They're definitely not going to be able to throw on the outside, minus Corey Davis. So Conklin might just rack up the receptions. He might be all right in PBR. Um, I'm going against him in the Scott Fish Bowl, and I just know that's going to be a lot of dump offs and. Lots of reception, so um, I was a bit upset to see against some like Kong this week. Um, so I disagree with a sit, probably. Just a point where we, we we play in half people, you know, we're talking when we talk yeah. about these, we're talking half PBRs, opposed to full PBR. Yeah, so the the, the touchdown yeah. percentage is minimal, that's why you've got him as a sit, a little bit like my Carter, probably. Um, yeah, there's better upside, yeah, there, there's, yeah, yeah, there's better touchdown dependent tight ends this week than Conklin, in my opinion. Nice. Well, uh, well, hashtag gents. Um, let's go on to the bonus round then. Obviously, we know Rob's going to come out with 10 to 15. Uh, he's, been, he's been really messing the format of this spreadsheet up, which kills me. But um, because because The more players, the better to talk about. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just get rid of the format and we'll just dump it. Um, <laughs> get rid of the host. <laughs> whoa, whoa, let's let's not get too okay. Um I do I do a great job at 20%. Um let's go with you then first, Rob. Let's go with you first, because uh, I missed you. I'm going first and some of the other ones. Uh Terence Marshall. Yeah, so um I've I've been a big a long stand truther for Terence Marshall. I think um it didn't work out in his in his rookie year. Um, it wasn't working at early doors and I think people were just thinking he's complete bust because of the old coaching staff just didn't want to play him. So, um, but if you look at the usage since they've done the switch over, it's promising and encouraging. Um, they brought in, uh, obviously, LaVisca Chenault. I think now we can see from the, it's a very small sample size, but from the two games that they've, they've changed coaching staff, he's had three and nine targets. I noticed in, against Tampa that they were trying to get him more involved. But I can see you can you can see a clear indication of you know the pecking order now. It's DJ Moore, then Terrace Marshall, then Lavisca, and I think they just want to try and see what they've got on him. You know, he was a second round pick, LSU, um, part of the Burrow um, complement. So you know he's got all the speed, he's got all the burst. Nine targets last week, which is really really promising. He should have had a couple of touchdowns as well. I think he was a bit unlucky with one or two. You know, a couple of drops. One was out just out of bounds. But the Bengals, you know, they looked terrible last week in Cincinnati. You could, again, this could be another potential shootout. I think um, 
I think Antonio's mentioned again, PJ Walker that he likes and I think he's good for the offense because he can throw the ball deep and, and this can help Terrace Marshall. So he, for me, is a sleep. He's a sneaky. He's a sneaky sleeper this week, and going forward, he's probably a low, a buy low dynasty uh, addition if you can get him before he has a couple of big blowout games. So yeah, I like Terrace Marshall this week. Nice. Yeah, on, I think as a good, as a good shout, I'm gonna. Um, I'm scared of this game. When I think about it, I got the Bengals T uh, earlier in the way. I think I'm gonna switch them out because I think PJ Walker is on a roll they have shown yeah i just think the carolina just roll on i, I fancy him um to put up a good, good showing in cincinnati especially with cincinnati's defense being a bit banged up uh didn't the Wuzier go off injured Wuzier, he's I was gonna say, yeah, so he's, he's a out. big tall he's, he's he's a very he's got a lot of length um on on the on the perimeter which actually yeah terrence marshall's play against that because uh he's gonna be missing so yeah Russian. Talk to us about Julio then. It's time. It's time for Julio. He's practicing full on a Thursday. First time in 14, 15 months. <laughs> it's time. Russell Gage is going to sit. He's going to be the third receiver there. Evans is actually still limited, but I think he'll play. So it'll be Evans, Godwin, Julio. Rams are terrible against the throw uh, pass. They're really good against the run. Uh, probably doesn't really matter because Bucks can't run anyway. They play a lot of zone. Which means that Fournette will get and, and and Rashad White should get a lot of dump offs. So that's dump off City. It's going to be Brady dumping it off, but it, it does also mean they'll be throwing the ball a lot at home um, because they won't be able to run. None of these teams will be able to run this game. So you know that should be if you've you've got the Bucks defense, Matt. I think that's strong play against Stafford. The Rams might be alright against Brady as well because I just I just think there's both teams will be throwing the ball all over the place and just Julio's going to have his opportunities as a third receiver if, you, if you're not again it's back to that thing now you've seen him practice in full you, if you've got him you should be playing him it's as simple as that in a game like this nice there you go you've been told um, let's go back to you then Rob Algier what side of it is this on well, this is a this sorry this was a start um so Tyler Algier, I think. Um, sorry, I didn't have him up. I was looking at someone else that we were going to mention, but uh, I'll pull up his details now. But no, I, I think, yeah, just got last week's performance against the the um, the Panthers. They they run the ball really well. Um, I think Caleb Huntley also had a pretty good, decent outing. Um, but Algier, he's the he's the primary back until such time as um, Cordero Patterson comes back. I think he's coming back soon. I'm not sure if he's back. I don't think he's back this week, but... Um, Do you think he's back this week? I, I, I'm not sure. I, to be honest, I haven't looked. I, I've, I've seen some things that he's, get, he's close to coming back, but they probably work him in. You can't play him when he's back, though. Oh, f- for sure not. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. No, if, if, yeah, this is pendant on, um, on Patterson being out, but if he's not, the Chargers, they, they, they give up a lot to the run. Um, the scheme for Atlanta obviously is working as we've all had, you know, pull our hair out with Drake London and uh, Carl Pitts for the for most of the season. So they're going to run the ball. That They're not going away from that. They won last week. I think if they had lost last week, that might have been a different story, but they're going to run the ball. They're going to try and impose themselves. Algier looks a decent runner. Um, not amazing, but he's, you know, with, with the bye week um, and at running back, he's the sort of player that somebody might have taken late on or picked up off the wire. 
They used him in the passing game as well. He caught three passes last week for nearly 50 yards, as well as having 14 on the ground. You know, so so he's a strong, he's a strong, you know, running back flex RB2 this week um, against the Chargers defense that I don't think is that great against the run. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's just um, he actually does look he does, looks dreadful running the ball though compared to Huntley. Huntley looked like absolutely like light speed compared to Algier. I don't know if you watch those two run next to each other. Um, yeah, I'm keeping a close eye on Patterson's uh, status this week. I think he gets the first shot, though, didn't he? Do you agree with that? I think Tyler Tyler Ojo is getting the think so. Oh, you I think it's just a, yeah, 60% of the word, didn't he, last week? I don't yeah, know Huntley got 40. But he just looks better. Um, and he obviously killed him in terms of the yardage. Um, Algier is better in the passing game, though. I'll give you that. You said three receptions. Yeah. Any kind of... And so 50 really yards. The char- and they're playing charges as well. So, you know, does favour probably the pass catching back. But just Huntley looks so much better. Um, running the ball through through the tackles and that's where the charge is weak. So um I'm playing Huntley but Patterson doesn't play for sure this week. He said he's ninety percent healthy Patterson. He said I'm feeling, yeah, I don't know what I mean. good. But yeah, you never trust what a player says is like <laughs> yeah. coaching staff. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> no, I'm not sure what that means either no. Um no. Because uh Josh Palmer said he was gonna play and then the coach said um that uh with the protocol, there's no guarantee they're going to have to go all the way through to Sunday morning. So I picked up DeAndre Carter this morning. I, I'm worried about Palmer. Uh, that probably changes everything in that game. Same game. If Palmer doesn't play, they have got no one on the outside. So Herbert's a sit for me. Palmer doesn't play. That's how bad it is. Because, you know, Eckler's now somehow injured. I know this is going to be a bit of a hot take here, Matt. But I don't know how you can play Justin Herbert without Palmer as well and Eckler banged up. And just Everett and Eckler. That's not good enough, really, for a, for a quarterback. It's a sneaky one. They'll, they'll probably just play two tight ends. Parham, Parham, no, he's he injured. As well. He got injured. Yeah, he got injured in training. So, he's out yeah, as well. I was looking at... He's out as well. Um, well, he's, he's in, he downgraded to out on Thursday, Donald Parham. Um, I, don't think he's a, I don't think he's a start, which is why, you know, I'm playing fields over him comfortably now. But even, even then, you know, Parham's, as you said, Robert, he's not a great receiver. He's not one that's going to turn the needle to make Herbert all of a sudden go for 30 fancy points, is he? Let's be honest. It's Eckler and Everett. And even Everett's not. He's not amazing. He goes off a lot with injuries. Eckler. Every time I watch Everett, he is never finishing the game. So he's another one who might not finish the game at tight end. Um, so yeah, there's real worries there. DeAndre Carter is a good pickup, I would say. If uh, Palmer can't get a concussion protocol, he's had his second concussion in eight weeks. I think the coach was a bit worried when he uh, did his interview last night. He said it's not for sure the Palmer plays, which is a bit of a worry. I think with Carter, though, the, the danger is he's, he's very close to the line of scrimmage. He's not the yeah. sort of he's not a downfield threat. No, I agree. So he's very. It's more PPR thin. type play than, than half. Yeah. Or, or yeah. So I, yeah, he's a thin. Yeah, you're looking at it. You're probably looking at a cap like eight to ten points, and you, that's what you you know you're, you're hoping a bit to like get. Wanda from gonna get any, yeah. For sure. But but the but the thing is, you know, this all hurts Herbert though, completely. Yeah. Guyton was a big loss for them early oh, on the season. Massive. I think it was overlooked yeah. because he, he stretched the play multiple times last year. I picked him up, I, I I drafted him in a lot of best ball leagues and he obviously went down very early. And they haven't replaced him. Um they could they could do with really 
bringing in somebody off a you know um, free agent. Maybe Odell might be someone they might look at if he's not signed up by then. That'd be a nice one for her, but they got to help him. They got to get into playoffs because they like, won't make it. I, yeah, they're not going to make it. This is a game. I got the Falcons. I think the Falcons win this game. I hope. Quite possibly, yeah. Believe yeah, that. I hate it to hear you say that, but uh, Chargers fan. We're the help Keenan Allen, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I got Justin Herbert in every league. He's there. Brian Robinson was shot. And he's coming back. Keenan <laughs> Allen's hamstring. I mean, it is it is rough viewing. It is rough viewing. This was going to be the year, they said. You know, he's made a play though, isn't he? Keenan Allen, his legs. He's <laughs> yeah, like certainly not rushing it. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about exactly as you'll sit in your bonus section if he's a sit. Well, it's hard to sit. Definitely not a top five tight end. Uh, this week, and I just don't think he is now going to be that high ceiling with Hopkins back. Hopkins is taking away 12 to 15 targets a week. Um, and Ronda Moore, as Rebecca said, he is going to be around the line of scrimmage, but that's where the tight end what, he had nine targets last week, Ronda Moore, I think, and it's had three. So that feels like a trend that could easily happen again if Kyle is scrambling around. He's going to look for the small, twitchier player who's separated a little bit more than the tight end, maybe. I don't know. Um, but Seattle's strong as well. Um, they're coming stronger, as we said. Uh, I had a look back at the history between these games. I thought they were quite low scoring, but actually they're quite high scoring. Seattle against Car- um, Cardinals, especially in Arizona. So maybe I got this one wrong, but I- I'm worried about um, quite a few things with the Cardinals. One being Hopkins taking away so many targets from everyone else. And I think Connor does come back in this game, which means probably, you know, probably hasn't done enough to keep his job. I think Connor goes straight back into not a workhorse role, but maybe a 60-40 split with Connor. You know, just did not do enough with his touches, I'm afraid. Um, which probably means there's more more running game and less targets for the tight end. So yeah, worried about it going forward as well, not just this week. Yeah. But okay. I wanna say it has as expected with it, because we all knew that Hopkins was coming back. And people just thought, right, you know. Marquise Brown and Hopkins just swap and it'll be okay. But actually, Hopkins demands more targets than Marquise Brown. That's the difference. Yeah, his market share, I think, is over 30%, whereas Brown was only getting like mid 20s. So, yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah, good stuff. Rob, you've got another name on the list. Yeah, so my last one. Yeah, so for me, yeah, you're not going to sit this guy because he's, you know, um, it just be the amount of targets he gets. Well, I would, yeah. I mean, if I had the depth of running a wide receiver, Michael, Michael Pittman. Players. Let's do some yeah. players who you'd play over him. Go on then, yeah, shoot. Go on, host. Uh, <laughs> Pull DJ, up some numbers. DJ Moore. <laughs> yes, DJ Moore, 100%. I knew you'd say that one. Let's be honest. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Michael Pittman this week. Uh, Smith Schuster. Uh, Pittman. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, uh, Juju. Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Really? Yeah. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett has been really good. He was unlucky last week. He got about three touchdowns last week. Um, he still come down with one. So I just worry with Pittman. I just worry for the just worry about the team in general. I think they just sat the offensive uh, coordinator. Not that I think he played. He, you know, he was calling the plays. I think that's Frank Wright. But um, you know, his last two weeks he hasn't scored ten points. I think we both agree. We were we were off Pittman preseason. I think everyone okay, is yeah. on. Yeah, everyone was on the bandwagon that he's a second round pick in in. Drafts, he's going to be the top. He's going to be a top twelve 
um, wide receiver. We know we, we both said that is you know he's shown what he can do. That's his that's his ceiling. He's no better than that. Um, the quarterback play has been horrendous. If you watched last week, he still got nine targets, seven catches. He dropped a couple. He could have gone over on a couple, and he, he's just looking pretty average for me at the moment. He's just getting peppered with the targets. Obviously, Alec Pierce was was going to need a few into that, and so was Paris Campbell. But overall, uh, the team is such a mess, and Taylor's not healthy. That I, ju- I just think you know you've got to, you've got to walk away from him. And obviously, they got New England this week in New England, um, so they're going to try and har- harass the quarterback as Belichick always does. And he's a rookie. He's going to scramble. He's going to scramble yeah. a lot and not look for and look for the short. That, that, that game this week is going to be horrible. I got a really bad feeling about that game because it's in New England. Number one, it's Pittman. They'll take away the number one option, as you say, which is Pittman. Well, they left with. Yeah, Pearson Campbell, but he's not going to. Yeah, the quarterback's just not going to get. Um, he's not going to get the time to do what he wants. I don't think they're going to worry about Taylor, even if he plays, because he's not 100%. And they've run game. They've run. Uh, there's no better run defense in the NFL than the Patriots. Not one. I don't care what the numbers say. I've watched enough of their games. They they completely block the middle. There's zero chance of running. And this at this quarterback's just not good enough to see um, Ellinger. So no. yeah, I, it's a good shout. Um, I just don't know who you're going to. You just can't. Dobbs. What about your two starts of the week? Dobbs and Marshall. Final question. Oh, um, yeah, I'd probably say Dobbs over Pittman, but I, I'd probably say Pittman over Marshall. I, I just think um, there's a chance that Marshall doesn't get the volume of targets um, as the number two compared to Pittman being the number one. But it's not it's not a million miles away. I mean, you know, you'd have to be, you know, most people would go Pittman, obviously, because of the name. In value, but no, I, I think that was close. But I'll probably say, yeah, Dobbs, Pittman, Marshall, in that order for me. Okay, nice. There you go. Then we got a lot of names in there. Um, any other names you want to check out before we wrap this thing up? What about some? Uh, what about some waiver wire? Waiver wire shouts. So, are you starting Deion Jackson if Jonathan Taylor's out? I don't like that game. I would, yeah, because obviously running back is such a hard position. But yeah, I, w- I think he's the backup this week. Um, Zach Moss is in there, isn't he? So, but yeah, I'd still go. I'd still go Deion Jackson. He looked good in the game he played against New England away. Because that's amazing. yeah, it will just be vo- it'll be a volume play uh, more yeah. than anything. Okay, well, what about um, Rashad White? You said you play in him. In one league, I want to talk about him because I think he's picking up a lot more. I think he's about to take off second half of the season. I think it's a complete switch for Lenny. You're starting him in one game. Um, what's your feeling on Rashad White? What's his ceiling? Second half of the season. Forget about this one game. Talk about the second half of the season because I think he's a clear buy buy low now. Mm. Do you, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing because I've got my chance, but I think. Um... They said they were going to work. They two weeks ago they worked him in more, and I was encouraging. But last week he, he went back back to his, you know, pre, you know, first couple of games of the season. He, he just not getting the usage. I think um, he certainly looks the better runner. You know, on the eye test, he's quicker than Lenny now. Um, but oh, Brady trusts, yeah, much better. But Brady trusts Lenny when he's under pressure. You know, for the blocking. Um, but so yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to take an injury for Fournette 
for White to sort of take off. I, I can't see, you know, White taking the role as long as Rennie's fit and healthy, even though, it, you know, we both agree that he's probably not looking as sharp as Rashad White. But he's a rookie at the end of the day, so they just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not uh, convinced. Yeah, okay. And then the last one I wanted to talk about was DeAndre Swift. If he plays, and we know he's not 100%, because he's a name that you're going to say, right, he's, he's playing, he's active, should we just put him in? There's real warning signs there, in my opinion, um, Swift. For example, if Taylor was out, do I play Swift or Deion Jackson? Got that decision in, in uh, one of my leagues. And I, I don't know what I would do in that situation because I think Swift is there's big warning signs there. What do you think of Swift? Are you going to play him? Even if, if he's active, he's playing? Is he, is he yeah, got he, that status? Yeah, I think the, I think the, the snap share is not, was it 55% last week? Uh, and they said they give him too many work. Too much <laughs> yeah, work. and he rushed the ball five times. That that's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, but he's so he's so good. He doesn't need a lot of touches. I mean, he had five out of five in the passing game and a touchdown. So uh, Swift for me is a, is an elite runner or talent running back. You know, in the passing game. But um, yeah, it's, it's just worrying that he's not healthy. He said he's still not healthy. Uh, if he's active, I pl- you've got to play him. You've got to play him. But not so he's but, in that category then. Yeah, but not not a, not a must. He's not an RB one though. Just EB, you've got a temper expectation. I think he's a flex with an RB two upside. I think until he until he's fit, if he ever gets fit, which is a shame, isn't it? Because he's it is, he's such yeah. a he's such a waste of a talent. I mean, if he stayed healthy for seventeen games, he'd be well up there with you know your McCaffrey's and and the like. Take that uh, silence as. No more questions, Tony. He's trying to take my job. I know. Well, can you check me one then? Have you got any questions? No, no questions, mate. What do you want me to do? Host this thing? <laughs> just, to, just to point out, Tuba Herbert's been uh, ruled out, so it's wheels up for Deontay Foreman again this week. Oh, bloody hell. Wheel, wheels up, yeah. Do you think? I think he's looking think... really good as a runner. I don't, I don't know what you boys think, but... Uh, uh, it's the know, touchdowns. There's not enough touchdowns. Three and one games, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Take away that though, he still rushed the ball really well. And he, you know, when they needed him to make the, the first down, he did it. He's he's a mini he's a mini Derek Henry for me. He's looking he's looking good. Um I liked him last year, I think with the Titans he looked good when he had the usage. But see get... now that 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 it changes a lot of things in that game, I think, because I don't think they're gonna be able to run up the middle against tonight. Um, I think Hubbard was a lot more. He's a lot more elusive on the on on the edges. Um, does it change? It doesn't change anything for the game, does it? For you, you're going to use him, and they. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. It might be. It maybe it just improves DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall. Then doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. If they can't run the ball, but I think they will try and run. You know, they've got to try and establish the run on you as well, just to open up, open up the lanes and and you know for the passing. So, I think. Um, yeah, I still think he's a strong start. You've got Deion the form is a, is a must start for me. I don't know about you, but yeah, I, I definitely RB2 this week. No Hubbard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's in the RB2 range, but people talking about Derek Henry need to calm oh, down. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they need to calm down. <laughs> All right, nice one. That wraps it up. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, you both, for uh, for joining.
And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions, uh, and we'll answer those on the show, or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, you can find Tony at LightTech7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions, we'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and support the show.